Jason, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. It's a pleasure to speak to you again. First things first, how's things going at the moment? You having a good day? Yeah, yeah, today's okay, man. I, uh, I've just been doing loads of errands. It's so boring. Like, <laughs> it's good. But I went and I have to go and get a mountain bike for my girlfriend. That's, I have to drive an hour away to get it because it's cheaper than the one here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love well, it. Is, I love it. Yeah, life is good. How are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Not too long in from work. Crappy weather out. I don't know how it is where you are, but in London, oh, it's just miserable. It's been raining for about four weeks now. Yeah, pretty much, basically. Um, overall, then, how is everyone in the To Kill Achilles camp overall right now? Enjoying the long and winding build to a new album release? Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's as all of these things are. It's a uh, it's a weird situation to be in. So I seen them all last night, which was great. We uh, there were, there were a couple of them were at a wedding. I went out just like for a couple of years, and we ended up just bumping into each other at the same bar, which was great because it was totally unplanned. I've seen everyone. Uh, so everyone's in very high spirits everyone's cool but at the same time there's that that little nervousness of like how's it gonna go it's but, a long it's a long build mm -hmm. yeah yeah the first first single came out quite a while ago now so mm. it's been it's been going we're we're drip feeding but it is so exciting and it is so much fun, particularly in the variety in the singles too, because obviously right now what matters is the release of Recovery, August 11th via a rising empire. If you don't mind me saying, um, look, you guys have outdone yourselves here and I hope you're immensely proud of what you've achieved and accomplished here. I want to use this term and really, I guess I want to gauge your opinion on it. Magnum, magnum opus for To Kill Achilles. Is it fair for me to say that? I, I, would, I would need a definition. I think you're smarter than I. <laughs> um, just basically the the thing you're gonna you, you hold up. It's the greatest thing you will have uh, you've done at least up to this point, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's it, in our personal opinion anyway. That this is this is finally at a point where like we all, we all started the band because it's it's the idea is to write the songs you want to hear. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like fill the gap that you can't here when you just want to go on Spotify and chuck on a song and uh and you I, we always kind of strive for that to be like the dream would be to be in your own favorite band because then you know you're doing something right at least for you you know um so this record now especially in comparison to the last and stuff I find myself like spinning it in the car on the way to Tesco and stuff I, like I'm really really excited by it really happy about it I think everyone's really amped on the idea of everything and it feels like we've found the thing that we've been looking for for a while. So it's it's a huge accomplishment personally for us, but at the same time, it's slightly different. So it's, it's still nerve wracking, but I, I love it. Like, I, it's my favorite thing I've ever done. Oh, well, that's spectacular because, I mean, there is the, 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 the dread and not even necessarily worry, but a possibility that particularly as we're about at the time recording, about to end August, so we're now under two weeks away from the release, yes. that you've heard it so much and you've lived with it so long that you're just kind of like, I'm done with this. I want to move on. Let's get it out and so on. So it's great that you're not feeling that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very much. Uh, it's It's been on forever and I, I become obsessed with things and I'm, I'm the guy who... If I, if I hear a song that I like, I'm like, that's 17 times on repeat. I'm analyzing it instrument by instrument in my head. And I've done that to death with this album. And I still oh. I still enjoy it. So Oh, that's fantastic. Let's, let's go back then uh, to vision, really. Your vision for this record. When you first began the process, did you have a clear, defined path you wanted to walk? 
yes and no. Um, there were there was a list of rules on a whiteboard. <laughs> and, oh. Uh, just a discussion mostly between me and Kieran, uh, the drummer. Just because we live together, we do everything like when we're writing, it's always like a me and him are always there. Then the other guys <laughs> jump in and maybe Tiffet comes in, maybe Larry comes in. But we are the two staples that are always there. Uh, and we had this list of stuff on the whiteboard. And like the two main ones were that we wanted a little bit more hope, a little bit more happiness. And the words no over sad, because as much as I liked our last record, which I do, yeah. um, I found that I had a lot of people message me and stuff and be like, look, I would have put this in my favorite records of 2021, I think at the time or whatever, but I I could only listen to it once because it was it was quite harrowing when you when you heard, heard the whole story and quite a lot of trigger warnings in there and stuff. Okay. And I was like, right, what we need to do is it needs to be the same thing, but I want replayability and so we were like we need a little bit of hope we need things to be a little bit better and it needs to be almost the opposite of what the last album is in terms of like that fell into what i would call despair in the storyline mm -hmm. and in this one the storyline is to always be reaching for the hope it's still negative there's still like you know emotionally heavy themes and stuff but it was always to end those themes with a light instead of a dark well did that wasn't forced then you didn't find you had to force yourself to kind of go in that direction no no it was it was lucky because um a lot of the stuff starts with like lyrical ideas um yeah like we'll we'll come up with like a a riff like a 20 second riff uh that gets cut down to three seconds mm -hmm. and looped um and it'll always be like right how does this make us feel and what do we what are we getting inspired by lyrically here and then we write the song around that and at the time of writing this record obviously pandemic and stuff i don't like to bring it up too much because we got through it well done and, uh, but yeah. it, it, it was a time um but things started you know opening up a bit and and like i think just where we were in mentally it i think during that time when we were all locked down and stuff it you kind of realized that you took a lot of things for granted you know mm -hmm. like to the point where i don't know if it was the same i think it was the same in, in england like same similar rules i'm sure we had like slight different things but at the start we were only allowed out for like an hour a day for a walk mm. that, that was it so you were locked inside and and you couldn't go to like things that i hated like i hate going to the gym i'm not a gym guy i just go to try and not die <laughs> and and i missed it you know what i mean and like it, it gave us this like feeling of like everything in the world that we took for granted was actually great in its own little way and that there was quite a lot, like it, it could get a lot worse and it got a lot worse for everyone. And you've seen statistics of people dying and you were stuck inside and you couldn't see. I, I have a great relationship with my mom. She's the best. And I, I didn't get to see her for like a year almost. Like, and she was like, I, I she lives alone and I was really scared about her and stuff, you know? And like, it's just, I, I realized that there was a lot more positivity in the world than I was maybe giving it credit for pre-pandemic. Mm. and so when we were writing this record when that it was kind of when things were like opening up when we started properly writing and like that that announcement that you could go back to the gym like or like <laughs> you could go to the cinema but only sit four seats away from someone you know it it you would sit there and watch a movie or something i went to see a a, a show in a back to the future too best movie in the world and <laughs> and and i just uh i was just 
felt elated with the fact that I could do that again. And I, I've seen a lot more happiness in the world. And I was like, you know what? I, like we speak a lot about mental health and stuff. And I have, I have struggles that I have to deal with every day. Um, mm. But that actually kind of really helped me in, in a sense. It was a weird take on it, but I realized that it's not nearly as bad as I was making it out to be for me, you know, or, or at least I could find a lot more joy in the world. And so that, that kind of influenced the record really. This process, so you, you know, you have that outline and this is the direction when you go in, but ultimately when you start getting into the guts of it and you really start getting into the deep end of the record, did you find the process um, became easier or you, or you had to change your own mindset as you progressed? It was, it was quite, that's a great question, actually. Uh, it was quite, uh, it's quite, it's kind of both. So it, I, I've always said that like to, for all of us, we find that being in this band is almost like our own unique version of therapy. Like mm -hmm. um, there's nothing more powerful in my life personally than being able to lay everything of how I feel on the table and be accepted by a group of people that I can call my best friends that say, man, that's cool. And sometimes we'll have chats and they'll be like, man, I feel the exact same way. And it brings us closer together. Right. So at the start, I was like, I need to add a little bit more happiness. But there is there is a lot of like negative themes and stuff on the record because there was it's it's a it's a balancing act. Yeah, right? of course. And um, when I was trying to put like that little bit more hope in, I, I found myself, you know, wandering back to the darker side of things. And <clears throat> I sometimes thought like, you know, how am I going to turn this around? And 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 then instead of that, I just let them be the darker songs. Like I just let them be what it was because that's how I felt at the moment. But in terms of when I was trying to find the hope things, I just was allowing myself to write about things that maybe I wouldn't have before. Like a, a song on the record that was one of my personal favorites is called 15 Years. And it, it's, it's literally about meeting yourself at 15 years old and at 30 years old and being proud of who you've become. And I don't think that's something that I would have ever touched on in the past, but that that was how I was feeling. I was like realizing like, okay, I was like 30 at the time. And and I was like, I'm actually okay with who I am. And, you know, maybe I have some certain qualities that that I can find joy in. And that that flowed really easily. And then and then I realized as as I was talking about these things, almost right in the record influenced my mental state because then I realized, right, there is problems that I have but I know that I can get past these. And that influenced lines like the cave where I was like, mm. I know that there's things that are wrong, but I know that there is an end point and that I can get through. I just need help. And I need the support of the people that I have. And it was just, it kind of influenced itself in that, in that little cyclical way, which was really handy. And did you ever, I mean, did you have any moments where it came into your mind about uh, listener reaction, fan reaction? Because ultimately, uh, something to remember by is an iconic record from you guys. And while, yes, okay, it's steeped in misery, it's still a beloved uh, yeah. record. Did you ever think, oh God, if we move too far away from that, um, tone-wise, we might lose uh, a potential section of our fan base? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the best things, so we always thought that throughout the process and we were like mm. I, I think we're just a sad band now and and I like that because it is a, a, a release and stuff and when, when we teased the first single the first comment we got on any social media was like I can't wait to cry right 
and the first single was rats and it's just about accepting how you want to dress and and what subculture you want to belong to and and that the money that you make isn't important in life and it's your character that matters and it's not really a sad song at all and that one comment we were just like oh what have we done (laughs) (laughs) and uh and i was like kind of worried about it but then because of that, there are some songs on the record that I think actually rival the last record in terms of emotion. There's one particularly that I can't actually listen to as a guy. Uh, it's just too much for me to handle. And it's, it's quite fun. It's the uh, Living in a Memory. Uh, I can't listen to that song. But I could only do it once as well. So on the record, uh, that's just a one take. Like the vocal wow. I had, had one in me and I was like, I'm never able to do that again. I don't know if we'll ever play it at shows or anything. I don't know because it's it was it was really kind of a heartbreaking moment for me. It's kind of describes like the worst thing that's happened to me. Um, and I was like, you know what? That's the one for people who need the cathartic release and things like The Cave as well. But then to have that little bit of positivity on there. But there is songs now like 15 Years and like, uh, if I think about it, No Love is a Crime. It's things like this. They're all, for me, they exist because they're important and how we felt. And mm. if people maybe do feel like, oh, it's not exactly the same as the last thing, I think there is enough on there for people to still get what they wanted from the last record onto this one. Maybe even slightly delivered better, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it did it did freak me out a little bit. <laughs> I asked, I mean, I asked that question with an answer in my own head, which is basically, I don't really think um I think it's a journey with Tequila Achilles. I think if you've been on this journey so far, of course you're going to go to the next stage and you're going to want to feel that this, this, the changes, the differences that you've made, the stuff that the, the album takes on a specific journey. We don't mind me running down some of my thoughts. It's where, you know, talking about hope here, moving forward as best as possible, courage to carry on, taking control, accepting flaws and that not everything can be perfect, finding peace and happiness, whatever that might mean to each individual person incredible array of um stuff featured but keeping that at the forefront of your mind um throughout the process and we're talking about you know from the early days where you got your whiteboard right up to release has that always worked out right for you have you have you always been able to keep that at the forefront of your mind yeah i think so um not not in a braggy way at all no. <laughs> it's it's mostly um it's mostly like whenever we have a the reason we do this is like Mm. we're not the biggest band in the world and we're not like maybe the most sellable in terms of like like i don't know if you would put it on the radio and stuff you know (laughs) and uh and it's we've got a couple but like you know there are things like that so the, the the point of this for us truly is like for the release and for the acceptance of like how we feel as people right so there's never really too much fear of anything that we do because as long as we feel like it's a proper um, depiction of true emotion of how we feel in a moment, then it's allowed. I mean, if, if you, if you go through a couple of the things, I, I, my favorite thing is in the cave, right? I, this is another thing that's ridiculous. That song came out, we chose it as a single because it's, it's quite different to everything we've done before. Absolutely no one mentioned that I don't shout at the start. It's just mm-hmm. speaking. No one mentioned that. There's a house beat. Like it's an actual techno beat in the background. No one said a word. And like we were sitting going, is that a bit much to add like a techno beat and, and just do spoken word poetry over it? And no one mentioned it because I feel like the people who are involved in what we do and who like what we do, as long as the emotion is true, 
And as long as not false, it's as long as it's just this is a group of guys talking about experiences and how they feel, and it comes from a place of reality, then I think we can kind of do whatever we want musically. Because I, I don't know what it is, but it feels just people are quite accepting of us as as a band. And that's extremely lucky. So that's kind of my thing. It's like, as long as it's true, we can, it kind of feels okay. And there's not too much nerves about it. It does make a lot of sense what you're saying there. I mean, I do think of you guys as having a ton of leeway in that experimental side, whereas there's no really defined sound to Kill Achilles to a degree. If you move in a certain direction, uh, people either will come along for the ride or they'll say, hey, not for me, and maybe come back next time. But for now, it also feels like people are kind of, as you grow, as you grow as artists and just generally in age and stuff like that, again, yeah. it kind of feels that's what we're all doing at the same time. Yeah, I think that, I think it's, it's almost like a journal if that makes mm. sense and it, it kind of time stamps a lot of things and especially in our lives it's 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 great for for us to look at the last record which was like a really big one where we properly decided like right we want to talk about these kind of things and stuff like that to listen to that and then listen to the new one and just look back as people as who we are it's a beautiful little moment to be like man we got we got better i mean there's still problems there's still things but at that time we were scared and confused and didn't know what was going on. And like myself personally, like uh, you'll know that the last record is, is bathed in, in misery of that's because I, I got bouts of anxiety, like extreme anxiety when I was 27, like I had never mm. had a single issue prior. And then 27, I got hit with the fear of everything. And like, I couldn't leave my house. I was I would I would leave my house to go meet my friends that I needed to see for my own well-being and I would be convinced I was going to drop dead at the table and they would have to deal with it and I and it made me like close off and I was like oh my god and then obviously it was like three years that we sat on something to remember me by and obviously through the pandemic and stuff and in that time I personally have found certain coping mechanisms that that allow me to deal with the struggles in my head and like my friends all know that I, I might need you know a little push now and again and that's and that's really helpful and to listen back to these both both these records it is like a journal it, it's i can see the growth of of me and my friends in like time which is beautiful for me it really really is and it still continues to be an incredible um journey to come along with you on and i think you might have already mentioned this but i guess i'm gonna see if there was something else what for you personally was the most challenging aspect of making the record anything specific that really took it out of you but as i said i think you might have already mentioned this yeah yeah uh i'll warn you i'm gonna get sad yeah. i apologize um so um there's a song called living in a memory um the first letter of each of those words spells out liam Liam was my cousin and best friend forever. And just when we started writing this record, he took his own life and it destroyed me as a person. Um, I've never been to a funeral in my life. I'm too scared of them, right? Mm. But I had to go to that one because I, I love that guy. Mm. Like he's, he's the best thing. And I hate that that happened and I had to go. But I remember saying to people, like, if I go, part of me will never come back. Like, I know for a fact that I am going to live in that moment for the rest 
of forever. And mm. everyone was calling me dramatic and, and, and telling me that like the things I was saying were, I was just overplaying it in my head, right? And to this day, at least once a day, I close my eyes and I'm standing right at that procession, if you want to call it that. Mm. I remember being in the room. I am in the room with a box that's got my best friend in it. And I'm never going to leave that room. Like I live there forever now. And that's kind of why I did that song was because I I needed to honor my friend. But it was one of the hardest things I had to do because I hate that day. I hate that that day exists. And I hate that we all had to go through it. And it wasn't fair. It, it was not fair. And that was, it was really difficult, man. Like, uh, I still struggle with it today, you know. Um but it's beautiful in a way as well, because at the end of that song, I I get to tell my best friend that I love him and that I'll see mm. him again. And it, it is full of hope, but it was hard. And I, like I said, I only had one in me. I wrote the lyrics and went through them a thousand times over. And I was like, set the scene and I, I record from home. So I went into my little homemade vocal booth that's terrible. And I had one and I did my one and if you listen, there's mistakes and there's voice breaks and there's emotion that comes through. And there's so many things that you could change about that. And I said to the guys, like, I don't want to change any of it. That's exactly how I felt in that moment. And I only want to do it once. And they were like, cool. And, and that was that was amazing for me. But it was it was hard, man. Like it, it's that's what I mean. It's there's hope in the record. But life is like a, it's like a wave almost. Right. Yeah. Where you get these beautiful moments of high and then you crash right back down and the only way to go from coming down is back up mm. and i can look at things that i loved about well not that i loved about liam's passing that's a terrible thing to say uh, I, I mean like there's things that i there's things that i learned and that i now don't take for granted and that i i put out into the world better because of that and if 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 losing that had to teach me that, then that's a beautiful lesson to have learned from someone that mm. I really cared about. But it still sucked, <laughs> and always will. And I apologize because uh, that was that was quite emotional. But um, it's just a it's a it's a, it's a hard record still, and it's always going to be. And it's just truth, and and it's it's difficult. And I apologize if that was maybe a bit much, and <laughs> maybe I needed to get that out. But uh, thank you for asking about it because I, I need to speak about him at every point I possibly can. That's another reason I did it is that I fully believe that if we keep the conversation going about people we don't see anymore, they're not gone. They're just not here, you know? So there's thank no you better way to honor a memory. There's no better yeah. way to honor a memory. And uh, thank you for sharing it. Um, I'm uh, incredibly sorry uh, for your loss. Um, and I'm glad you have um, had the uh, a way to express uh, what you did there it's it's the small positives we can possibly take out of such a horrible scenario um and i'm 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 glad ultimately as well you know the record also has so many other positive moments for you so i kind of want to segue into that if you don't mind where perhaps yeah, probably a good some, idea <laughs> yeah perhaps something that um specific from the process of the record that you enjoyed more than anything else that really kind of just made you feel good um honestly the the best thing for me and i can i can i can turn us around man we'll be happy again one day <laughs> um the best thing for me was opening a, the door to caring about yourself right so 
Um, I'm sorry, my answers are quite long because I like to speak to people. It's wonderful. Uh, But I think as people, maybe not all of us, but maybe the vast majority of us have this tendency that when we look in the mirror, the first thing you point out is the thing you don't like because it's the first thing that you see. We are always critiquing ourselves in every way, right? I don't like that about this. I wish that it can be ridiculous. Like I wish I I bought a suit the other day and it didn't look as good as I thought. And I was like, look better on the mannequin or whatever, you know? And like, and, and it's these little digs and these little negatives. And I think I spent a very long time in critique mode for, for a very long time of my life. And because of what we were writing about and because of the, that little element of hope I had to, like, like I said, I like to be honest, right? I had to look at the things I had to look in the mirror and ignore the things that I disliked and focus on the things that I did. And honestly, man, I can tell you right now, it was miraculous. The change in my, in my happiness as a guy, because I was able to see that like, sure, there's six, seven, eight, nine things that I might not like, but I, I do like the way I treat people. And I do mm. like the, the way that I will, I'll go out of my way to help someone if I can, because I would prefer to be the guy that made someone else's day than have someone make mine. And like, I thought that was cool. And I, and I realized that like, maybe that's actually a nice thing, you know? And mm. like, even if it's down to like little tiny things, I'm like one of the, like my, my flatmate who plays drums, Kieran, he can't drive. And I'll take him anywhere he's going at any time. And I'll drop what I'm doing, even if I'm working or something, because I would rather he got to where he was going. And I like that about myself, you know? And I was able to kind of open this little crack in a door that was like, you know what? There's actually a lot here that I do like, you know? I, I like the fact that I have these beautiful friends. I like the fact that I, I care about my family. My mom is is an angel and a hero. And I, 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 and I do my best to make sure she's okay at all times. And I, I really do. And it was, I just think the, my favorite thing about this record is it kind of let, it kind of forced me to accept the good mm. in what's there. And I don't think I thought about it for a while. I thought a lot about the bad, but there's actually, again, not bragging, but as a guy, I think I'm okay with who I am. And I, I didn't know I was. It's, that's that's the dream most people want to be able to feel um you know whether it be internal or external that drags you down the cynical voice that as you say you look in the mirror and perhaps you're trying to think more positively but you have that cynical voice that kind of gets in the way and focuses you on the negative so to be able to find any way to get around that is is i mean it's phenomenal you're lucky basically yeah man i I, so this is another thing as well i i think i realized at the same time that I am an incredibly lucky guy and, mm. and, and it's not lost on me. And I, I know it's a huge privilege and I, I really do appreciate it, but like my life is, is music. Like I, and, and that's, that's an incredibly lucky thing. I mean, my day job is that I record other bands, you know, just local bands. I'm not anything special, like, I, but I enjoy it. And yeah. I get to like talk my, my work day is five guys. I don't know coming in and we discuss what really matters to them. And I try to get to the core of it. And that is a lovely thing for it to be your day job, you know? And then when I've got my spare time, I have a group of friends who are also in a band with me that I spend all this time with, and we get to write songs about how we feel and what emotions we feel. And we get excited about the things that we come up with. And I fully understand that like, 
I am in a position of pure luck. And I don't know how long it's going to last in any of these things, but I have to be thankful for, for what it is at the moment, because it, it's, it's, I, I don't, again, I don't, I, I don't want to come across big headed, but to me, when I was 15, I have got the dream that I wanted. Yeah. And that's, that's insane. Like, that's great. It's fostering over this positive mindset, you know, it, 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 it fingers crossed it will help um, people who listen to the new record here, listen to recovery and, you know, uh, maybe able to take something from that from it. I mean, we've, I think we've talked previously when we talked about the previous record that, that that's the dream that it will have that resonation, that, that connection with, even if it's one person. Yeah, man, that's it. Like it's, it's the way I see it. And this is, Again, I never want to sound pretentious and I do apologize, mm. but I, I, I do like to bring these things up because it's just how I feel. Mm. I think everyone in life is always searching for purpose. Yeah? yeah. And I thought mine might have been music from from 13 years old. And I don't even know if it is now. Right. I still do that all the time, but I don't know if that's my purpose. But the closest thing I've had so far is that I had one person message me and just say, hey, man, I was in a really really bad place and I didn't tell anyone about it and I had all these conflicting emotions and I listened to your record and for like an hour or 45 minutes or however long it was this was the old record um he mm. was like I just realized that it's not just me and that made me feel part of more of like a connective community and and for a second it closed the door on the demons right and that one message that happened like once I've had a couple since but um that made me go, okay, what I'm doing has had an effect on someone. And that is as close to a purpose as I can find. So yeah. that's that's why we try and be honest. That's why I try and share these darker things. That's why I wrote the song about Liam and stuff, because it's 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 a reality that we have to go through as people. And if if I can just lay it all out on the table and someone else can hear it and go, oh, yeah, okay, this is normal to feel like this. Like, this is how humans react to this news or something, you know? Then it it might just give someone a bit of a smile for for five minutes. And that's, that's as good as I can do in life. What can I possibly say in response to that? Um, stick in the positives then, I want to stick to that. Um, the reaction to the singles, everything that's been released so far, has been wildly phenomenal. Uh, comments, messages, things I've read, whatever whatever social media app it is, be it Facebook, whether it be YouTube and stuff like that, it is roundly, uh, completely and utterly positive. Does this have any bearing on your mind regarding how you hope the full thing will, will be received, considering how much positivity for the singles there is? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there was a couple of concerns beforehand because one of the biggest differences, right? And I for some reason it's again not been mentioned as much as i thought it would be and i think mm. we just play out everything but kieran sings now mm -hmm. like we didn't do that before <laughs> and it was much more like in a hardcore realm and i think that we went a little bit more punk on this record in terms of musicality but on mm. the vocal side of things we introduced him doing beautiful melodic he's mm. he's excellent i love him like his voice is great and we were like this is either going to go really well and people are going to be like, that added an extra element. Or people are going to go, nope, and just turn it off. And 
so we we specifically chose if you look at the singles each single has a little bit more singing and then a little bit more and then a little bit more just to kind of drip feed him in like rats only has the bridge and then addict only has like one little bit as well and then uh chemical has the whole chorus which happens three times and then the cave has the whole big section at the end that happens all it was always just like this this is a new element Mm. and uh and we were concerned because we're like i don't know how that's going to go down and so far i've not had anyone mention anything negative to me about that i'm sure there are people that don't like it but they're not very vocal about it which is i think a really lucky thing i go through so many youtube comments on other bands and videos and people are horrible man Mm -hmm. like like what i don't understand how how that happens but i was like we are going to get dragged through the dirt here and well, we were potentially going to get dragged through. Yeah, and it and it hasn't happened, and that that fills me with a lot of confidence on how it's going to go. And then obviously, other people still finding in songs that I don't think are maybe as emotionally impactful as the last record. I'm still getting people having these emotional reactions, and I think it's the honesty. I really do. Like, addict was about how I, I drink too much. I remember the last time I spoke to you, I had a bottle of champagne in my hand, and it was about one in the afternoon. And and it's still a case. I was out last night. I told you that at the start of this, right? I still struggle with, I just enjoy alcohol. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm actually fully an addict, but I'm at a point where it can go that way if I continue down a path, right? And that scares me and it's on my mind and I wrote a song about it. And okay. I've had people listening to that song, which isn't in my head as heavy as anything from the last record in terms of emotionally heavy. And I've had people saying, this is how I felt for four years. I've been struggling a weed addiction, an alcohol addiction. Uh, uh, you can have a social media addiction. You can have an image addiction. And I realized that, yeah, I was talking about my struggles with how I drink too much, right? But that doesn't mean whoever listens to it has to drink too much. They just have to do anything too much and feel yeah. like they are addicted and be able to, like my favorite thing on this album there's the song's called uh, sorry the album's called recovery and the first song is admitting that i am an addict Mm. it's the first step of recovery it's the first step in aa of course it's it's the it's you stand up and you say my name is and i'm an addict and that's what we call the first song just to be like so open that like there is problems here and we are trying to fix them and those people who have got something from addict i was like this is filling with so much hope because again in my head that wasn't a big one to connect to but people are still connecting to it and i I, that's it's i'm just very hopeful that people are going to like the record (laughs) and it's it's good i'm always conscious whenever i'm doing an interview like this and i want to express my feelings because i've heard the record it's actually written a review and it's just waiting till nearer the time to go up i would always i would I would love to hear your opinions, by the way. I mean, it literally is. I mean, uh, it's hyperbolic to a certain degree, but it's one of my favorite things I've heard this year. It is the perfect follow on for me. Um, You know, if you want to get personal, you talked about anxiety beforehand. I, in the last year, discovered that for the first time in my entire life, and bear in mind, I'm 39 next month, discovered that I had ended up having severe social anxiety. And um, yeah, and building up to that and then as you say, uh, um, standing up and acknowledging that and realizing that and then trying to find a way to fix it and learn and look at myself from a more positive light and say sometimes it's okay to not be comfortable in certain situations and scenarios. 
has been really, really good for me this year. It's made me a lot happier. I'm sort of coming out of my shell again, you know, going back to festivals and gigs and enjoying them again and stuff like that. So then they come along and get your record, which has levels of positivity that I can resonate deeply with immediately. You know, a lot of love for you guys anyway, based off what you've done in the past, but also to sort of see you recovering, as it were, and feel like I'm recovering at the same time. Yeah, (laughs) it's worked wonderfully. (laughs) That's great, man. I, I'm sorry to hear the 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 social anxiety thing kicked in. I, I I understand that. Obviously, you're doing quite well because this this job in itself is, I imagine, quite a. I mean, you're you're in social situations that are maybe not as. I got really good at faking it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, well, <laughs> well done. I hope that I hope that that goes away and you can deal with that more in time. But I'm sure it will happen. Like I I hate this, right? But in the depths of my despair of anxiety everyone said that time is the ultimate healer and you will find coping mechanisms and it will get better and Mm. i did not want to hear that at all because i was like you don't know what's going on in my head and you have no idea and over time i found coping mechanisms and i felt like it got a little bit better and yeah still i have massive panic attacks and there are days where i i do not like to leave the house and and there are things but there are things that i can now do that get me prepared to, you know, drip feed myself and maybe just go for a walk outside and I don't need to go in anywhere. I don't need to be around people, but if I can go to like a forest or like a, a park or something and and I can just be outside and let that happen. And then I feel that nothing bad happens outside. So then I'm training my brain and you're kind of retraining. And annoyingly, all these people that said that it would get better in time were kind of correct, but you do have to put in the work. So I, I, I'm glad that things are going better for you. And in my own experience, I can only say it should go away or at least become manageable. Yeah, yeah, it it, it, it is. And thank you for saying that. You know, I'm surrounded by support of family, a wonderful wife, you know, and uh, um, just generally people that are decent, you know, which is always yeah, great. <laughs> handy, isn't it? When you, when you find is. some people that are actually nice. <laughs> Um, of course, you've just recently announced a handful of dates around the country to celebrate the release of recovery. If you don't mind me, I'm going to quickly run them down for people who may not have paid attention to social media. We've got London on the two two uh, at the two two nine, should I say, on the eighth of September, Exeter Cavern Club on the 9th of September, uh, Derby, the Hairy Dog, tenth of September, and Glasgow at the Garage Act on the sixteenth of September. Tickets on sale for each show now. Now, I've experienced you guys live. I think last time I actually saw you was at the Black Heart in Camden. Um, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in September as well. But I've experienced you and I would describe it as, in simple words, chaotic and cathartic in equal measures. Um, But for your, from your experience, being on stage, looking out, sum up uh, the Tequila Killies live experience. Oh, that's fun. Um, okay, cool. Chaotic and cathartic is excellent, by the way. I'm stealing that. Um, so, I believe, and I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself here, right? But it's just because it's important, and it's it's just how I feel, right? I believe that what we do as a band is this release of emotion, right? Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to feel stuff, right? We are making music to inspire you to feel again right and and to open up to certain things that maybe you hide away and maybe you maybe don't tell too many people and stuff and and maybe you try and suppress those feelings and what i've always found with music is that 
I'll find a song and it'll unlock something in my head and I'll cry or I'll feel and I'll just get flooded. And the music in itself is, is the thing that's creating that, right? It's the opening the door to let that out. And whenever I let it out, I feel better. Mm. So, the, so the live experience for us is that we have to go out, be as honest as possible, be real and talk. We, we do a lot of spoken, like we do a lot of speaking about, about issues and about what we've written these songs about and things that we're going through as people. And we try and open up that room to be like, we are having a genuine emotional outburst here. That's, that's what's happening on the stage. And for you to be in the audience, you are invited to feel with us. And if I'm going to open up and I'm going to pour my heart out and I'm going to tell you everything that's gone wrong and maybe now everything that's going right and, and I'm going to pour my soul into that room, I'm only doing that so that the people in that room can feel, hopefully, right? And so what I describe it as is a group of people just feeling together right it's it's there's no barriers everything is on after shows i talk as much as i can to everyone about like I'll, I'll have people come up to me and say man i see that song i've never seen you guys play live before i didn't know what it was going to be like and that hit me like a ton of bricks uh mm. the last the last record we had a song called beautiful morning it's about kieran's mom passing away when he was younger i've had people come up to me and show me photos in their wallet of their lost loved ones and be like I felt like I was connected to that moment for that three minutes, you know, and that's the goal. It's not about doing break dance and moshing and, and singing along. It's just, it's supposed to make you feel how the songs are written about feeling. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm going to steal that. Um, a groom full of people feeling <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, I love it. That is the best, best description possible. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hope the tour is super successful. I think it will be um, brief as it is and on the bigger and better things, which kind of wants you to jump ahead here if you can and give me an idea if you can of what I guess you hope to accomplish with recovery for you when you look back to, on it, maybe a year down the line, what do you hope would be a good measure of its success? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> so um oh it's almost difficult yeah so, it it's difficult because I, I think i said before that like it's it's not really about the success mm. but it kind of is because it allows you to do bigger things yeah so we love travel right and and going different places and meeting different people and getting those little culture changes and it's it's something ridiculous man like like i'm in scotland you're in london right and we've met before and when we meet again which we will um there will be something that you can tell me that is slightly different between london and scotland it's not major but there'll be something and that little moment that's just slightly different is my favorite thing in the world right and we've done so many places in Europe and and I was I was doing an interview the other day with a guy from Canada right and we would love to get over to like the states and Canada and the north and stuff 
Um, and he was telling me, like, I said similar thing about just like that little culture change is just beautiful. And he was like, oh, I can give you one for Canada. And I was like, oh, go on then. And he's like, all of our milk comes in bags. It's not in like a jug or a carton. It's just in a bag and you have to put it in a jug that you have to buy separately. And I was like, that's weird. But I love that. Right. And I love these little moments of meeting different people and sharing different stories and experiencing different things. And I think the best thing I could get from this record would just be the chance to go and travel more and play these songs to people and just hope that it's it's enjoyed by everyone. Like, I think it's safe to say, and I hope it comes across, that we are hugely, hugely supportive of everyone and everything, right? Mm. I genuinely believe that human interaction is the most amazing thing in the world, right? I would love to meet everyone on the planet if I could. I don't think I'll ever have the time, but... It's, I just love people, man. I just love that everyone has a story and that everyone's the main character in their own little life. And like for 10 minutes to talk to that person and get to know them is just the most beautiful thing in the world, right? So my measure of success for this record, if, I, if we could go and play more places and meet more people, I would be ecstatic. It's not, it's not really, it's not numbers for me. Yeah. It's, it's just the experience because it's, it's all experience based it's the music's based on experiences it's an experience writing it it's an experience recording it and then it's an experience playing it live and meeting the people that want to see it and that's yeah the only success i would want is just to be able to play the songs in front of more people because it's it's my best it's the it's the closest thing to perfection in my life in that moment and it, uh, it it's designed to be a difficult question, really, because it does, whether we like it or not, come down to numbers, uh, whether we want to or not, because ultimately massive sales results in massive opportunities and so on and so sure. forth. So whether we like it or not, it is part and parcel of it. Um, yeah. It's just always intriguing to get an answer, see um, what answers different artists and bands come with. with and travel is a new one. Yeah, well, I'll take that. Uh, I would be honest as well. If it becomes number one and that's the best-selling record of all time, I'm not going to complain. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's more. It's it's exactly like you said. It's the measurement of success. Unfortunately, does come down to numbers, but the numbers reflect how many people are you know hopefully experiencing the music. So, ideally, it would be just cool to to be able to play more places and to be more in demand as a band. Like that's it. Fingers crossed it works out. We ain't got long till it's released so people are going to hear the full thing. The 11th of August via Arising Empire is recovery. Um, Mark, we've gone 45 minutes, so you can tell me if you want to drop this section completely and end the interview, or we can do it. And basically, this is a character known as Ozzy Osbourne that we've introduced. And in his head are about 200 random questions. The dumbest or the most uh, intense questions you could be asked. And I randomly will pull out a few selections for you to have a go. Do you want to do it? Of course. Fantastic. Right, let's have a go. I'm going to pull out the first one, and it's number seven. Okay, you've got to actually like this wrestling for this, but if you know wrestling, what would the what would the name of your wrestling finishing move be? Oh, so I used to watch wrestling when I was younger, mm. and I was in a bar last night, and they had they had wrestling on TV. Actually, <laughs> so I seen that wrestling finishing move. Ooh. They always had pretty good names as well. That's yeah. difficult, man. Oh, that's so difficult. The only thing I can think 
is the final stomp. But it's terrible. But I'm going with it because that's all I could do. It's no, it's no people's elbow, but I'll take it. No, no, it's it's good. I'm pretty sure there are a ton of wrestling moves these days with the word stomp in it anyway. So, hey, sure. what the hell yeah. are? Yeah, sure. Okay, number 92. Uh, what is the hardest thing about being in your band? You take that as seriously or as comically as you want. <laughs> cool. Um, I'll give you both. Uh, mm. <clears throat> hardest thing is... <clears throat> excuse me. The hardest thing is that sometimes, as someone who struggles with quite heavy anxiety, sometimes I am forced into situations that I do not feel comfortable in. And it's good for me to be forced into those situations because mm. I think over trial and trial and trial, things get easier and you, you realize it's simpler. But the hardest thing for me is that there is times where I... I'm freaking out and I have to just go and do something that I'm not ready to do. And it definitely helps, but it doesn't feel like it's going to at the time. So that's my hardest thing in terms of serious. Mm. And in terms of jokes, we drink far too much, man. And keeping up with the rest of the guys is hard. Like I'm out of money on every tour because the first thing we do is turn up and go, where's the nearest shop? Let's get beers. And it's just, yeah. Not that I want to encourage, uh, basically, we talked earlier on, <laughs> encourage any level of drinking, but maybe buy, if you're going to see the Kili live anytime soon, maybe buy them around. Yeah, um, it's maybe. I would, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 29. What has been the longest period of time you've spent in a hospital? Oh, I mean, random. Oh, it is random. I, lucky enough to not have been to hospital too much. Uh, but. I uh, I think two days is the... Yeah, I think two days. I got... Uh, do you want the story? Yeah, by all means. So I have a, I have a gnarly little scar under my armpit here. Um, <clears throat> basically, this is ridiculous, right? One morning, I woke up. No signs of anything, right? Uh, I woke up and I was like hallucinating. Like, it was like I was dreaming while being awake. Ooh. I had no idea what was going on. <clears throat> And I like crawled. My, I, luckily, I live like ten seconds away from like a, a a GP's office, so I managed to like dander along in this weird state. I'm like sweating. I can't see. I'm imagining stuff. Uh, I get in, and I've got this mad fever because I had like a an infection in my armpit that grew oh. to the size of a tennis ball that was giving me blood poisoning, and I was just freaking out. So I got sent to hospital, and then got put under. They basically carved out half of my arm and then uh, and then for two weeks i had to go to the gp over and over again just to like make sure that i was recovering right and stuff but also the first time i went to the gp to say hi she sat me on the bed right and i swear to god this is a genuine thing um she sat me on the bed and she was like oh i just need to go and get something and because the anesthetic was still in my system from the day before i, I fainted landed face first on the ground my teeth went through my lip my lip is now uneven and I woke up and I promise on my life, Carl, right? I woke up with no memory of being there, right? And the first thing that went through my head was, I must have fallen asleep at a party in like a kitchen. So I look up and there's these cupboards everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, definitely a kitchen. Must be. I must have been wrecked last night. And then I look around and I see a computer and I was like, no one keeps the computer in the kitchen. Where am I? I had no idea. Then this woman walks in and I'm just like buckled. And yeah, that was my whole thing. 
The new saying, no good story ever starts with, I've had a salad, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do two more then and I'll let you get on. Right, uh, 91, what is a useless talent you have? Now, useless is subjective because all talents have a use, but I guess uh, if you can think of something. Oh, I feel like I have a thing, but I... A useless talent that I have. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff I do all the time, but I'm trying to think of one just now. Useless talent. I'm gonna figure this out, man. Like, I'm just give me two seconds. I'm I'm, I'm uh, trying to think of my own one, and it's just, and I'm yeah, struggling I would, myself. I would I would like to know yours after. Uh, useless talent. Right. I honestly can't think of anything right now but mm. i can ollie a skateboard pretty high and i don't skate <laughs> oh sorry. really yeah well it is a bit useless if you don't skateboard really yeah, don't don't <laughs> skate don't do that but it's like a party trick of being like you got a skateboard i can do a pretty good ollie and that's it i'll think mm. of better ones i'll text you <laughs> yeah i mean we've all got something or another but yeah putting a spot like that generally blank mind blank mind yeah, a little bit because immediately I, I, I can fall asleep. I, I can fall asleep. No, see, I don't think this is useless. I can fall asleep, right, in an instant and be asleep quickly and so on. But I can also wake up immediately. So, for example, not that I do, but if I was drifting off at work and I uh, closed my eyes and someone came along, they, I could wake up and they would never know I was a, had been asleep. I'm not groggy. I can go from asleep to awake immediately. But that's I feel like that's really a cool. good thing. Yeah, rather than a bad sick. thing you know <laughs> yeah man if i could do that like i i cannot sleep at the best of times uh, i need uh, like a room with a white noise generator and all that like i'm a nightmare it helps at festivals yeah okay all right last one then 45 what is the most decadent thing you've ever eaten Ooh. Mm. i tried truffles the last like like last week so I'm a, I'm a vegetarian, right? Yeah. Uh, and I got, uh, I was I was out and there was like truffle mac and cheese or something on a menu. And I was like, that'll do. It's, it's getting better, but let me tell you, it's still not great. Uh, mm. And I was like, oh, I keep hearing that truffles are like a, like a bougie thing. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'll try it. Dude, they smell like gasoline. Like, like, like genuinely. Have you ever done truffles? No. They smell like petrol. Mm. They are the weirdest thing in the world, and I am not a fan. But apparently, quite decadent, very expensive. Yeah. But they are, man. Google it after this, right? Just put truffles smell like petrol, and it's everywhere. It smells a bit like nail varnish remover as well. It's weird. I would have thought, like the, wrapped up in a mac and cheese, it'd be, I, I, it'd be almost un, like untasteable or unsmellable. But I guess. Oh no, it's it's pretty gassy. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, quite strange. Oh, did we? You, I wanted to ask you before um, we close out here. Uh, you just said, you know, mentioned you're a vegetarian. Was that is that something you've been all your entire life, or did you transition at a certain age into being a vegetarian? Uh, seventeen. So seventeen. Um, was it easy? Was yeah. it easy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's so. I'm not a preachy veggie, by the way. I care. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm the I'm the guy that makes bacon sandwiches for his flatmate. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a personal choice. Um, so I think I think certain people. I can say this actually. My nephew. Um, like he's going to go the same way. There's just, I think there's certain people where meat just doesn't really vibe with them. That's yeah. the best way I can put it. So when I was younger, like I couldn't eat like chicken if it looked like chicken. 
I could mm -hmm. eat chicken nugget because it was just a chicken nugget. But if it was like chicken on the bone or something, that would, that would just stress me out. I just, I couldn't, I feel like I'm not very good at, this sounds stupid. I'm so sorry, but I have to say it because I say it all the time. I feel like I can't dissociate biting into like a chicken breast to biting into my own arm. Like right. I see it as the same thing and it feels weird. And I think it's like muscle and I, it's, it, I don't know. It just weirds me out a little bit. Uh, so it's not it's not anything against like I mean obviously I like animals so like cool but the the majority of it for me is that it's it just feels weird to me like I don't understand why but then my cousin uh, sorry my nephew is is really similar he's he's like he doesn't eat a lot of like meat and he can maybe eat chicken if it's hidden in sauce and he leaves it and stuff and I think it's just something that some people. Obviously, there's people that make the choice and do it for, mm -hmm. for much better reasons. But I think for me, it was like almost like a textural thing. I, I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to put you in a spot or anything like that. I, I asked really almost like as an advice thing, because basically I'm almost there. I've been slowly, I've never really been a big meat eater anyway. But over the last 10 years, I've noticed that it's almost completely disappeared from my diet. And I sure. started to wonder what's left, what's left, what actual meat do I eat? And can I just cut it out completely because I'm eating this this stuff and this stuff and so on. And I decided because basically I've got blood stuck coming up. I'm gonna be at that festival and I'm said to my wife, I'm gonna I'm good while I'm there, I'm not gonna I'm gonna try and in that environment just eat vegetarian food. Just gonna you know, I don't eat much meat anyway, so it shouldn't be that hard. And sure. it was like, oh you should give me to do that. What about this and this stuff whatever? And I'm, so I'm just trying to gauge Oh, actual well, vegetarians it, opinions in yeah in that case i i think it's insanely simple now um uh, especially at festivals and stuff vegetarian and vegan is so catered for these days mm. um obviously I'm, I'm so i'm 33 right yeah uh went veggie when i was 17 so it's like a fair fair few years at the start you had one option at best and it was the worst cooked thing on the menu yeah like, it's just, it was the rule it's just terrible you could eat chips and that was pretty much it uh and i did for a long time see now they, they're you're so catered for i was at a festival uh about two months back and i had one of the greatest halloumi burgers of all time it's just a big slab of halloumi in a burger <laughs> it was man it was amazing and like you're you're madly catered for um and with the food that they cook they make sure that your like, nutrients are covered especially for vegan and stuff as well mm. so I, I do find it to be super easy i'm not vegan i love cheese but um <laughs> but vegan food is like it's often on the menu for me because vegan is such like a big thing that everything they bring out is in terms of like like uh not supplements what they called like uh alternatives yeah often they'll just make it vegan so that it, it can be veggie or vegan kind of thing uh i think it's i think it's the simplest thing the only thing that's annoying is like i've met my girlfriend and within two weeks she was like well now i'm veggie too and I, i've got that effect on people uh, just because i'm like honestly i'll show you all this stuff and you'll never know but yeah, I yeah. honestly, I think it's really easy. And like, I think it for, for someone who doesn't look after themselves in the, in the best of ways, I'm not, I'm not a big exercise guy. I drink, I smoke, like all of those things. I, I think it's one thing that I feel like I'm doing something a bit better, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, no, I think it is. I think, uh, yeah, we've all got vices. I mean, I'm a heavy caffeine drinker, so oh. anything I could do to improve it, uh, yeah, on any as other aspect, I want to take. Are you? Are you? Are you a coffee guy or an energy drink guy? I used to be, and I've always been a coffee guy since I was like 13, 14, coffee, oh, coffee, wow. coffee. But then about a decade ago, I got big on energy drinks. I was probably doing three or four Red Bulls a day. 
and then I started to panic about that. And yeah. uh, I'd have occasional, I don't call them heart murmurs, but I'd have fast beating heart moments. Um, yeah. So a couple of years ago, I cut all that out and I don't do energy drinks at all now, but I do still drink a fair amount of coffee. That's my one kind of thing. So I have, I have, this is a thing that's tied to uh, another reason why I feel better about anxiety as well. I have a thing called ectopic heartbeats. So it basically <sighs> means that I, I have a very irregular heartbeat and now and again, it'll just stop. And then it'll chase itself and come back. It's not dangerous. I, I've been to the doctor a million times about it. It's just a thing. There are certain things that bring it on. Would you like to know the three things that bring it on? It's on. cigarette, smoke, alcohol, and coffee. My three favorite things. So <laughs> I'm the exact same. And I have those like little heart palpitations and stuff. And that triggered my anxiety because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And you can you can see where it all goes. But yeah, I'm I'm with you on the caffeine addiction. I'm a, I'm a grind my own beans guy. We can only we can only do what we can do, you know. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, hopefully, as you get older or as life changes, you know, maybe cigarettes get cut out or this get cut out. You know, I, I used to be a twenty a day smoker as well. Oh, really? These days, yeah. These days, I am stuck with a vape. Although I don't love having that either, it still feels like an improvement that's, over that's twenty it. a day. It's it's like the veggie thing to being a meat eater. It's like I'm sure I'm still eating mac and cheese. It's full of cheese and it's definitely not healthy. But it's better than like just eating. Me. Yeah, it's totally like it's yeah. Those many little improvements. That's fine. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Right. Um, let's draw close to this. We've gone an hour. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to do this and speaking to me at such length. It is always an absolute pleasure. Um, can't wait to see you guys perform live in September. Can't wait to see how the album goes down. Uh, I know it's going to be if not incredibly successful it's going to resonate with so many people so thank you well thank you very much for having me it's always an absolute pleasure for me to speak to you thank you for allowing me to have a a platform to be open about things as well it's 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 healthy for me man i can tell i can tell you right now because of this my night will feel better do you know what i mean so i'm in debt to you so thank you Uh, no it's an absolute pleasure Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our Big Cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?